Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 351, recorded live on Sunday, March 16th, 2014. And here are your hosts, the man who probably doesn't have a drop of Irish in him, Dave Pillay. Correct. And the man who also probably doesn't have a drop of Irish in him, Andy Lowe. Hi. You have no Irish? I have Scottish. Hold on, Kate's in here. Let me ask her. Do I have any Irish in me? <laughs> Do you want some? She's Irish. Our kids will be Irish, but I will not be Irish. That makes the joke that I said while you were away from this even better. I didn't hear what it is. But You'll hear it in post. <laughs> yeah, I'll hear it in post, and then I'll probably <laughs> remove it in post. Oh, no, no, no. Come on. You can't do that. I, can't, I normally don't remove things in post. You, you can't remove this one in post. All right. You need to promise me you will not remove this in post. All right. I promise I will not remove the Irish joke in post. Okay. Or let Kate remove it. It needs to be in the episode. You by uh, allowing this though, you are allowing us to make Jewish jokes during Passover. Says it's, it's actually not a joke about being Irish. Oh, it's not a joke about Irish. No, it had nothing to do with Irish. How many potatoes does it take to kill an Irishman? Zero. Damn it! You read that one, didn't you? <laughs> no, but I figured that out. <laughs> that's that's a pretty terrible joke. Yeah, somebody told that to me while I was waiting in line for the St. Patrick's Day parade in Kalamazoo. That's like awful. <laughs> yeah, so we're all sitting there waiting to walk in the parade and somebody cracks that joke and we all just stare at him and we're like no like dude no <laughs> no that's harsh yeah. On a side note, we were following the Scottish festival group in the St. Patrick's Day Parade, and we were followed by the Norwegian group in the St. Patrick's Day Parade. So the two that you would actually fit in. Yes. I'm actually not Norwegian, but close enough. Called Scandinavian. Yes. It's all the same ethnic group. Yes. And so- Dave just pissed off the entire Scandinavian area. Remember, was it Finland that is not Scandinavian? Okay. I remember we got an email about that, and I think what it was they? Finland. What are they? Was it now? Sure. I'd have to hunt down through my emails. Okay. So yeah, Monday, St. Patrick's Day. Yay! Don't forget your green. It means it's Laura's birthday. Really? She's born on St. Patrick's Day? Yes. Well, wish her a happy birthday from me. I will do so. Okay. And as far as your green, I mean, maybe you're orange, right? Depending yes. on if you're Catholic or Protestant. Isn't that the whole deal? I have never heard that. What? I, I have never heard that. The whole thing about Ireland versus Northern Ireland? So, which, which, I'm, what color am I supposed to wear? I, well, are you Catholic? No. So you're Protestant. Sure, yes, I am Protestant. So you're a heathen. Says the Jewish man. Yes. <laughs> Orange is symbolic of Irish Protestants, and green is symbolic of Irish Catholics. Okay. So I'm supposed to be wearing orange. Right. I'll have to remember that. I wonder if that's where the, like, hit people if they're not wearing green started. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't actually hitting. Maybe it was something else. Kate's just shaking her head. Of course she is. On a side note, she has literally popped a bowl of popcorn. Oh, I heard it. Okay. I, I heard the popcorn popping. I was hoping you couldn't hear it. But oh, no, it, it came through. Damn it. Stupid microphones. Freaking sensitive microphones that actually pick up what we're saying. I know. Jeez. How dare they do that? Have you gotten a new microphone yet? Nope. Andy, I bought a house. Oh, okay. And, like, you know, paying taxes and things like that. Oh, I have to pay taxes, too. Yeah, but this this is the first year I might not actually get money back. Ah. Um, because to buy the house, I had to sell a lot of stock. Ah, yes. Like, a lot of stock. Makes sense. Capital gains sucks. Yep. Except so it doesn't, only, because... Yeah, the tax rate on capital gains is... Well, I mean, not even that. It, it's the, like, taxes by society. Yeah. I'm actually pretty okay with paying taxes. They pay for things like roads. Roads are very important. Yes, and also getting plowed and the potholes filled. 
Sorry. Are you laughing because your roads don't get plowed? No, I'm laughing at the idea of you saying taxes get you plowed. It's a euphemism, Andy. I'm just not getting your jokes today, it seems. Andy, it's a euphemism. Ask Kate. No, I'm good. (laughs) Oh, I'm... Okay. Anyway... Uh, so yeah, taxes and, and St. Patty's Day coming up and Andy should be wearing orange, but typically wears green. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of green. Yes. I can actually segue out of this. Really? Yes. Into topics or into something else? No, no. Into topics. That's, that's impressive. Yes. Because. Go ahead and segue into a topic. Google has bought the gaming company Green Throttle. Green Throttle. Yes. What the hell kind of a name for a gaming company is Green Throttle? I don't know because I have never heard of them before. Neither have I. What did they do? They made an Android-based gaming system and controller. So, the OUYA, but not? I guess so. Green Throttle Games and Controller. Yes. And how have I not heard of these people? I don't know. I have not heard of these people either. Mm, yeah. Okay. So, the uh, two of the three founders of Green Throttle Gaming worked on the original and second generation Palm Pilot handhelds back in the Ooh, 90s. That's actually a pretty impressive pedigree. Yes. Um, the third man, uh, who is who was actually co-founder of Red Octane, uh, decided not to join Google and will retain the rights to the Green Th- Throttle brand. So Weird. Getting, yeah, so you're getting two Palm Pilot guys, and you could have gotten joining red, Google. Yeah, joining Google, and they have not said the specifics of the forthcoming role within Google for this company. But they designed Palm Pilot, and they had a gaming controller that worked with Android. Ah, uh, maybe Google just wanted them. I don't know. That's what I'm. Google hasn't said. They've literally been mum about what exactly this company is going to do. Everybody thinks it's going to be a new Google TV. Why? I'm not exactly sure. I mean, first off, a can can we start enumerating reasons why this is weird okay a google has now tried google tv twice yeah it was the uh that little the logic tv google tv thing with their keyboard right right so there there was like a an actual set top box there was the logitech uh kind of integrated tv and now i mean there's lg tvs and samsung tvs and a bunch of others that actually have apps and a browser and other things like there are smart tvs so that's kind of number one of like they've tried this and failed like what are they hoping to get out of it number two chromecast yeah that's what i was thinking chromecast this is like it's there they've actually gotten that and it's pretty successful well chromecast is running chrome right the chrome os maybe is it running android i actually don't know i think it's running android well then there you go if it's running android then this might make sense but for what like to integrate a controller into it your phone is the controller that's the point of the chromecast i i don't know it seems a little fishy. It seems like we have no idea what these guys are actually going to be doing, and it's not worth trying to figure out what these guys are going to be trying to do until, until Google deigns it, it worth us knowing and says, like, yep, here's what we've been doing. At which point we can say, like, oh, yeah, we should have seen that coming, or, oh, well, that was very clever of them. Or, right now, I'm sorry, you were doing what? <laughs> it's kind of like the mysterious Google barge. Google's doing something. Nobody knows exactly what they're doing. They're not saying. Somebody else will probably figure it out, and then we'll report on that i don't like it's not even that someone else will figure it out we will report on it when google says here's what we were doing true now google may say here's what we were doing and andy and i won't quite catch that until someone else says like oh that was these guys and we're like all right I, yeah, you're right. There's We can speculate, but I I, man, I haven't gotten a Chromecast yet, so I don't know how. Do you want one? Why, do you have more than one? I actually have one in a box next to me. 
Why do you have a Chromecast that you're not using? Because I haven't bothered to plug it into my computer yet. Why would you I'm going to put it in my computer monitor. Why would you plug that into your computer monitor? Uh, streaming, and basically as a placeholder until I get a better TV for the basement. Like, but you can stream with, with the internet that's yeah. plugged into your... Yes. I haven't fully figured out if I'm going to or not. Nice thing is you can stream it from the phone and control it from the phone. Which, which you guess. You can do already because it's a computer. But I can't control the computer from my phone. But I can, but not without extra setup. I've already got the stuff literally set up on my thing to control my laptop from my phone. Cool. I just don't. What are you that. using? Uh, remote mouse. Mm. It's a pretty small footprint on the computer. Granted, it's got some more, it's got an extra IP address, so I gotta remember to keep that in the system. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty small and it works out pretty well. Okay. So I really need to actually start setting up things on static IPs, so then I know which IP addresses are where. Because every once in a while I'll have to let it do its automatic connect and it takes a little bit longer rather than telling it, hey, go to this IP address. Your other half is waiting for you. <laughs> and there's been a it's lot there. of innuendos going yes. around. Especially in this episode. Yep. Lame jokes and innuendos. And yeah. So Dave, two things we can branch so off Andy, from here. Okay. We can either talk about controllers. Yeah. Or we can talk about Google. The choice... <laughs> Is yours? Yes. Oh man! Oh, Andy, the power! It's a fifty-fifty choice, Dave. But it's a choice. You always it's not even like choice. an illusion of choice. It's a cho- well, actually, it is an illusion of choice because it's one or the other, and we're going to do both. <laughs> So, Google. All right. Google's got some new ads for ads? their search results. Because before, you know, if I Googled something... Okay, wait, 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 wait. To clarify, you're not meaning that they are advertising their search results. No. Okay, because that's what it sounded like, and that's apologies. just bizarre. They have ads in the search results. As they always have. Yes. But these are slightly different. If I search for shrimp, I don't know why I'm searching for shrimp, but I am. Like, right now you're searching for shrimp. Yes. Okay. Oh, I have ad block around. That won't help. <laughs> Good to know. Um, hold on. Let me turn off ad blocker for this page just for right now. I've got the nice yellow boxes at the top of my results that say stuff about shrimp. Okay. Recipes for shrimp. And these are like the, the paid for ads. Yes. So okay. before the ads used to be in the yellow background, right? Yes. The new layout is just a small yellow button that says ad that appears in front of the link. Ooh. So it so, looks just like search result links, except for... A little yellow badge. Yes, a little yellow badge that is next to the ad. Oh, and the hope of this is that more people will click on the ad. Probably. Do you ever feel bad click? Well, you, you run with ad block, so yes. you never see them anyway. I do, though, dis- like we have talked about in the past, I do have ad block disabled for websites that I, you know, want to support. So okay. things like XKCD, I have it off. I have it off for questionable content. I have it off for Wait, Penny but there Arcade. are no ads on XKCD. True. But it is on my list of things to disable, just in case he ever decides to put ads on it. He probably won't, because he probably gets enough money selling all his stuff. Do you know... You you saw the, this is not a topic, but it should be the What If book. Yes. Right. He announced it this week. Randall Monroe of XKCD says, hey, so I've been answering these What If questions for like a year and a half. I'm going to go and publish them in a book. And it's going to be those questions, like the answers to the questions, plus some questions that haven't been published, plus a couple other things. Right? Yes. Here's the link on Amazon. You can pre-order it. It'll be delivered in like October. Okay. Number two best-selling book on Amazon right now. What? Yeah. That can't be. Number what do you mean one? that can't be? <laughs> okay. He's currently number six in books. Okay. So he's dropped. But it was at number two. A pre-order. <laughs> Oh, you can get the hardcover for only 14 Not bad. Yep. Nice coffee table book. Yeah. How many coffee table books do you have, though? 
How many coffee table books do we have? Yeah. I can count three right now off the top of my head. Okay. So I have the Batman animated series coffee table book. I have one about Mars rovers that my parents got me. Just get you like third coffee table books for your birthday from now on. About Can you not remember the other one? There's something about dog and sweaters. Dog? What? <laughs> there's pictures about dog. It's about love. And there's... It's about love. And there are dogs in sweaters. Yes, and other pictures of dogs in the book. So it's adorable. Came from Mrs. Byer. Okay. Okay, so there are three that I can think of off the top of my head. Where are we going from that? Oh, ads. Ads. Google ads. Yeah. Now if I could only get some way of stopping the stupid ads on YouTube, that would be extremely helpful. Those ads, man. Those ads. So annoying at times. Yes. But that's what pays for the internet. (laughs) Right. Just like taxes. So wait, so ads are the internet tax? Except for part of the tax that you actually pay for ICANN. Okay, but that's that's the internet like maintenance tax. I mean, you you really you said it right. Ads yeah. buy the internet. Yeah. Ads pay for the services. Yeah. So they are the tax. Now that's pretty understandable. Instead of having to pay to go to YouTube, I just have to watch stupid ads. Yep. So no. does that make watching the ads better? No. No, it doesn't. Okay. Just 90- checking. 90% of the ads... Do not apply to you. Yeah. Like all those ads for Viagra and Cialis? Wait, yes. you don't see those? No. Oh. Um. I just went to YouTube and I got an ad for Muppets Most Wanted, which I want to go see anyway, so... So that's an effective ad. Yes, that one is. Except it's not because you were going to go see it anyway. Yes. So there's an opportunity cost wasted there. Yes. I wonder how they measure effectiveness of ads. Well, what we should do is get somebody on the show. With experience in this? Yes. Do you know someone who has experience in this? No. Okay, neither do I. Or do I? I have to think on that one. Well, you think about that one. Okay, I'm thinking about that one. What are you doing? I'm talking about Amazon increasing the price of Prime. What? Yep, remember we talked about it. I'm actually surprised because that's my topic. I stole it. Yeah. Well, I was going to post it anyway, but you already had posted it. So it is my topic. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Amazon's uh, raising the price of Amazon Prime. It is now $99 a year. Which we had discussed this when we thought, hey, what's going to happen if this happens? Back when we thought, hey, this might happen. Right. Now it's officially happening. Dave, what are you going to do? Are you going to keep Amazon Prime? Yes. As am I. I. I think that is a good decision. Given how much I order, yes, I'm keeping my Amazon Prime account. Well, not only that, but we have that. Plus, we have the free Kindle books every month. Free Kindle books, the Amazon Prime Video. Yes, that also we have used recently as well. Yeah, so. it's it's just all around for, for people like Andy and I, it's still a good idea. Yes, because we are using Amazon to its fullest. I think the only thing left that I have that I haven't used Amazon for is Amazon Turk. Oh, the Mechanical Turk? Yes. The hire a bunch of people to do a bunch of really small tasks? Yes, because I have not thought of anything small task that people can do for me. Go through our episodes and add tags. Oh, that's that's a lot. Yes. 350, well, 340 ish episodes. Well, 300 episodes. <laughs> and he's like, wait, no, maybe. Yep, nope, no, 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 no. More random topics. How many episodes have we had? 300. Well, this is 351, and then we've had, what, 320, no, 124 random topics. Okay. So, so a at, lot of episodes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, it, would I suggest if my mom asked me, hey, do you think I should get Amazon Prime? No. I, I would tell her no. Just, you know, pay the the shipping or do the free ground shipping. Yes. 
So you're keeping Amazon Prime. I'm keeping Amazon Prime. Yes. I wonder how many people are actually going to drop it at the higher price point. I don't know. I think it's one of those things where everybody has been so used to it. It's probably really easy for them to decide, is it 20 bucks more? Right. The question becomes, what if they do this again in like two years? Ooh. So if they jump it up another 20 bucks in another? Yeah, it's it's that frog in the the pot where you just keep slowly raising the temperature. Yes. Mm. Fun story, the frog in that experiment. Because they actually ran the, like, the, the dude ran the experiment, right? Okay. Of, like, put a frog in some cold water and slowly and slowly raise the temperature until it dies. Yeah, the frog had actually been a previous uh, experiment in a couple other things. And they had performed neurosurgery on the frog. What? They'd act, like, the frog had actually gone through a lobotomy. Oh. So, yes, it did not jump out of the water. <laughs> It didn't have that kind of, of, I mean, for what limited cognition frogs have, it didn't even have that. Well then, did somebody rerun the experiment? I think they did, and I, I believe the, the in the rerun, the frog jumped. Okay, that was like, fuck this. <laughs> oh, it's getting hot in here. Oh, well. Like Chief from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Never seen or read. Mm-hmm. It was a book, right? Yes, it was a book. Yeah, okay, and never it was read. a movie with Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Yeah. Never read it. I'm sorry. I know. With all the books that I've said that you should read and you haven't read. I have actually currently right now reading a book about Linux. What? Yes. Like the history of Linux or programming in Linux? Programming in Linux. Grep! Grep! So many greps and so many pipes. You're speaking Greek to me. How are you reading a book on Linux and have not yet encountered grep? I have read the first chapter. Ah! That would do it. Where it says, hey, there's a lot of different distros of Linux. Here are some of them. GNU? Yes. Uh... Red Hat. Yes. Ubuntu. Yes. Mint. They did not talk about Mint. Backtrack. Not about that either. Oh, that's a really good one, by the way. Backtrack. Write it down. Write it, write it down. Write it down and, and burn yourself a live CD of Backtrack and then put it aside and never, ever, 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 ever use it. Backtrack is a distro of Linux designed for testing security. Oh, yeah, yeah. I heard about that. Quote, unquote. I, <laughs> I um... I went to the Great Lakes Broadcasting Conference and Expo up in okay. Lansing on Wednesday. Yes. And one of the things, the, one of the workshops we went there was cheap solutions for common IT problems. Like recovering Wi-Fi passwords? That sort of stuff there. And he gave like stuff there about free pieces of software that can help you out on your network. Yep, that would be Backtrack. Yeah, that's what he talked about. He's like, Backtrack, unless you know Linux, don't touch it. And it doesn't even matter because it doesn't come with any online documentation because they just assume unless you know what you're doing, you shouldn't have access to this. Yes. So It's full of, of security penetration suites. Ah. And tools for testing and penetrating and doing things like that. Gotcha. More innuendo. So I brought up Linux because the Linux Foundation announced that it's working with edX, which is a nonprofit online site run by Harvard and MIT, to make its introduction to Linux course free for everybody. That would be cool. Which this class, which normally costs about $2,000, is now going to be free. Kind of like Stanford's uh, SQL class. Yes. Very cool. So you're going to go through the course? That's what it seems. It seems... This was perfect timing for me because I was like, you know, I should probably learn Linux. I should learn Linux. Why not? And then I see this topic. Hey, look at that. $2,000 Linux course for free? Yes, please. You're going to learn so much Linux. I'm going to learn so much Linux and then promptly forget it just like the rest of my... Because <laughs> you will never use it. <laughs> Unless you have a, a Linux box. Well, I've got an old laptop and an old desktop literally sitting within arm's reach of me that I can use. So this could be interesting. Yes. 
Could be. Could be. We'll see. Yeah, so over 2,500 people have already signed up for the course within the first 24 hours of it being posted. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, anybody wants to learn Linux, follow that I link. mean, it, it's not like there weren't dozens and dozens of free online Linux tutorials anyway. True. But I've tried some of the things like Code Academy and a couple of the other ones as well. And it's... You didn't like Code Academy? I don't know. It's... It's 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 my self education seems to be spotty if that makes sense. Okay. Not not a lot, but okay. I find it a lot better to actually have a teacher in front of me than to me for me to try to learn it myself. Ah, you need someone to ask questions to. Yes. Would you categorize yourself as an interpersonal learner, Andy? If I knew what that meant, I would be able to answer the question. That you learn by working with someone and talking through things and, and having discussion. Yes. Okay. That's how I, yeah. That's rather unfortunate because most of the educational settings are not set up for interpersonal learners. I know. And he's like, believe me, I know. Yep. So what the hell is popcorn time? Popcorn time was, because it was actually shut down and then it's getting reopened, uh, an interesting piece of online software that I wanted to discuss. This wasn't so much a news item as one of our discussion items of how is this influencing things and is this the right way to go? Okay. Side note, I love how this article is written by Andy. Yes, but not by you. No, not by me. Different Andy. Yes. So... The torrent network. Okay. Which doesn't exist as a network, right? It's, no. It's just there's a torrent protocol on the web, on the internet. I should say it's not on the web, on the internet that allows for file transfers. Just like FTP. Right. It's just another protocol. Yes. It's a very effective protocol at what it does. Yes. Sharing large files to a lot of people. It's basically using the most of your bandwidth as possible to help. Well, reducing the number of duplications that you are sending out. Yes. Right. In the traditional server example, if I'm hosting a file and my five friends want it, each of them download it once. I have to serve that file five times. Yes. Whereas with BitTorrent, I could potentially get away with uh, serving the file once and all five people would get a copy of it because they've all also shared it once. So it's, it's sharing the load. Right. It's literally sharing the load. So the problem with this is is that doing it in pieces like that, you get random pieces, right? It's yes. not it's not continuous. It's not streaming. No. Well, Popcorn decided to take this and modify it so that it was streaming. So instead of just instead of I would let's say I'm downloading a Linux distro. Let's say oh. you're downloading a movie that's still in theaters. I was trying to go with a non-incriminating, yeah, but, but that makes no no actual sense. Okay, so a I'm Linux downloading- distro you don't stream. No. Okay. So there is a movie on the torrent network, quote unquote, yeah. that is still in theaters. Okay. I want to watch this movie. Yeah. So I start going out to the torrent network and saying, hey, I want to see this movie. And so yep. I'll pull, let's say it's broken into a hundred pieces. Yeah. So I'll start. Traditionally, down- you would get like piece one and piece 80 and piece 72 and piece 30. And you just get whatever comes to you. Yes. This tries to prioritize and order it so that you get pieces one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, on and on. Which is funny because uTorrent, basically the unofficial client of BitTorrent, the unofficial client of BitTorrent has this built in. Yeah. But this would be done through a browser. Oh. I think it was through a browser. I could be mistaken because I haven't actually used it. Well, that's good. I haven't used this either. It is not through a browser. Oh. But here's the other thing. With MuTorrent, you have to load the torrent file, right? You have to go and find the torrent file and download. Yes. This has them kind of listed and organized inside the app. So it deals with magnet links, basically? Yes. Okay. What are exactly magnet links? I don't know. Damn it, Dave. This is your topic. You're supposed to know these things. Magnet links? 
Yes. They're they're fake torrent links. Like they aren't the actual torrent file. I I don't know how they work though because I haven't investigated the BitTorrent protocol in that depth. I just went to the Wikipedia article and that is not making any sense. Right. <laughs> What does the what does Wikipedia article say? Maybe right, I can here break we go. that down for you. The magnetic URI scheme is the de facto standard defining, defining a URI scheme for magnet links, which mainly refer to resources available for download via peer-to-peer networks. Such a link typically identifies a file not by location, but by content, more precisely by the content's cryptographic hash value. Since it specifies a file based on content or metadata rather than by location, a magnet link can be considered a kind of uniform resource name rather than the more common uniform resource locators. Although it could be used for other applications, it's particularly useful in a peer-to-peer context because it allows resources to be referred to without the need for a continuously available host. Okay. Do you, want, do you understand any of that? Yeah. Oh, what the hell did I just read? Well, first off, uh, there's, there's an acronym in there that I think will actually make things much easier for you. Okay. Uh, and it came... When you were talking about uniform resource link. Okay. What's the acronym for uniform resource link? URL. Oh, URL. <laughs> hey, look at that. Ho ho. Ho 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 ho. Beyond that, I don't have much. <laughs> Okay, so why did Popcorn Time get shut down, and why did it get resurrected? So, it, well, why does anything get resurrected on the internet, Andy? Because people want to use it. People want to use it, and people want to make money off of it, right? I mean, that's that's the internet. Uh, it got shut down, well, A, because it's, like, totally blatantly illegal. <laughs> okay. Right? This is this is streaming torrents, and the torrents that they have are, like, movies and, and other copyrighted and content-owned material. Yes. Uh, why it got brought back is people want it. It's friggin' convenient. Why wouldn't they want it back? No, no, yeah, that would make sense. So, that's what I got. It's out there, it's interesting, and and I wanted to put it out there because I wanted to get your opinion on it, of like, where does this fall in legality? Now, the people who originally did it, who originally wrote it and put it out there, were basically saying, like, this is uh, an experiment, and this is also a kind of a, a flare that we're sending up towards the movie industry, saying, like, hey, look at how popular this is and you guys are doing it wrong. Oh, I can see that. Right? Look at yeah. the model of movies right now and recognize that the model hasn't changed in 30 years. The model really hasn't, ch- yeah. I was going to say, for in-theater production, the model hasn't changed ever since they made it illegal for movie producers to own theaters, which was back in like the 30s, I think. But that's just for in-theater production. Why did they in- make it illegal for producer? Okay, whatever. I don't. It's a Supreme Court case. I don't remember exactly who it was, but it was something about theater sh- theater ownership and uh, studios. Okay. I'm trying to look it up right now as we speak. United States versus Paramount Pictures. I'm not sure exactly why they did it that way, but I just remember that was a big court case. Oh, sorry, 1928. So, yeah, long time ago, the theater system has been set up that way. But, yeah, ever since they started doing distribution via VHS tapes, that also really hasn't changed at all. It's just basically the format has changed from VHS tapes to DVDs to Blu-rays, and now we're finally getting to digital distribution, which makes no sense why they're holding off on theater runs just because they can't. Right. Heck, most of most of the theater distribution now is done by internet and or just basically FedExing hard. They're basically doing a sneaker net. They FedEx hard drives for digital projectors. You plug it in there, and then at the very end, they send you the decrypt code to decrypt said hard drive and play movie. Yep. So yeah, it's it's a pretty antiquated system, which is kind of funny because one of our topics is along the similar lines to this. Well, we'll, we'll get to that in a sec. <laughs> 
but I'm I'm not even talking or not just the the theater system though, but the idea of I'm I let's say I'm a, a production company. I've made a movie. I send it to the theaters, right? Yes. And regardless of the way that I do that, whether it's sneaker net, whether it's here's the the I mean, it's always been a sneaker net because it was the reels originally. Yes. But now it's more so of a sneaker net because you're actually just physically moving digital files, right? So what happens then? It's run in, it's, it's, I've shown it in the theater. It's past opening weekend. Yes. What's next? What's next is you continue to run it as long as the theaters feel it's profitable, gain okay. more and more of the actual ticket sales. Okay. What's next? Um, after a set amount of time in some sort of contract that the theater has with the distribution company for your film, it gets pulled. Okay. What's next? What's next after that? Yeah. Cause that's where I'm going with this. After that, it kind of sits around and you start working on the DVD release. So it actually goes through some sort of digital conversion. Except there is no digital conversion anymore because it's in digital anyway. True, but there still is a bit of... What, uh, programming the menu screen? Well, that, but also um, compre- file compression. Okay. Because you're going So that from, takes 10 hours. Yeah, before it used to take longer, and so then people would, you know, get your bonus features, that sort of thing, but then... Right, so that takes 10 hours yeah. to compress the file. I'm, I'm waiting... Okay, and then it's it's released how long later? Uh, depends on the uh, movie. How many how many weeks typically? I'd say it was a good run in the theater. Like the way Frozen was still in the theaters for months. Yep. Because it was an amazing movie. Yep. Which I haven't seen. You haven't seen Frozen? Not a huge fan of Disney. What? That's no excuse. No, it's you actually need... a perfectly legitimate excuse. <laughs> well, it's on DVD now, so you don't even have to go to a theater. So I can give Disney my money directly. Or not, if do you, you get Do you my, own Frozen? Uh, our order is currently on its way. Okay, so perhaps I can just borrow it. Legally. Yes. Legally, Andy. Unlike what you were about to suggest. Let's see if there's somebody actually says theater to DVD time. Okay, here we go. Back in 2012. Back in 2012, mind you. The wait time between theaters and uh, DVDs. Yes. Okay, back in 1998, it was about six months. Okay. Now in 2012, it is somewhere between uh, a little less than four months. Okay. But that's still like four months. Yes. From theater to DVD. Yes. Whereas there's no reason to wait that long anymore. And not even that, because now we're not just stuck with DVDs, right? What happens like three weeks after the DVD comes out? You get it on Netflix. Right. So this system needs to change. It's yep. it's broken. <laughs> I'm not arguing that fact whatsoever. Is it broken? Yes. There. It's just like the, the middleman idea of this was nice when there was actual physical media. Th- yeah, media. So here's my question to you. Yes. New movies are released simultaneously in in the theater and in a digital package. Do yes. you go to the theater anymore? I do have to say, like, if The Avengers came out on Amazon Prime the same time it came out in the theater, yep. I Keep would in, want to in go mind, to the theater. Right, like, the theater is going to have IMAX screens, it's going to have 3D, it's going to have a way better sound system than you're ever going to have in your house. Kate says, I just posed this question to her as well, trying to get a third opinion into this. She says that, um, she said maybe if it was like The Avengers. Other movies, she would say no. Mm-hmm. Certain movies, you would definitely want to go to the theater. Now, some experts in this article about the drop in time say that a movie can rake in 25% less revenues if released early on DVD. You'll have to explain the, the, the that- money. How do the studios get their money from the theater? Is it like per ticket? 
It's per ticket based on a sliding scale. If you sell this many, we take X percent. If no, you no, sell no, that no, many, no. we take Y. Or it's this theater gets X percent, this theater gets Y percent. No, no, no. Based on how soon the movie has been released. Opening weekend, a movie theater gets a pittance of the ticket sales for a movie. Okay. We're talking like single digit percentage of ticket sales. And then they get more and more as time goes yes. on. As time goes on, they get more and more of the ticket sales as a movie has progressed. That's why you see some of the uh, some of the the ticket deals at theaters. It's oh, after a certain amount of run, then it becomes our frequent moviegoer price, which is lower than what it is normally. But my guess is they are going to get one hundred percent of that amount, as opposed to much less. Yes. Hmm. So yeah, the the newer the movie, the less money the theater actually makes off of it. That's why concessions are so expensive. Yeah. Because that's that's literally their bread and butter, i.e. pretzels and popcorn. Also their bread and butter. <laughs> also their bread. That's why I said. It's yeah. concession stand money is literally their bread and butter. That's mm, pretzels and popcorn. Ate all the popcorn. There was popcorn here. And then we started talking. And now then there's, there's no, no longer, more popcorn. There's no longer popcorn here. Oh. Wait, I found the popcorn. There's more popcorn? There is more popcorn. More popcorn. So. Yeah. Should we talk about the middleman distribution now? Now that I've said, yes, I agree with you, it needs to change, and it probably could very easily change because people have already set up a system here, and that's just the movie people need to realize that they're in a dying industry and need to change. Sure. Are you sure we're talking about movies and not, you know, newspapers? Well, I'm just saying anything out of a middleman here, like the fact that Tesla is trying to cut out the middleman of dealerships. dealerships. Yes. And it seems to be they're fighting a losing battle for some crazy odd reason because New Jersey is now added to the list of places where it has been banned from selling Teslas. So it's New Jersey, Texas. Uh, who are the other ones? I, I know they're currently fighting one in Ohio. I think it's Kentucky as well. I'm looking on the article. I don't think I linked one that actually lists all of these states. Oh, what Arizona. Is, what, is, what is New Jersey's reasoning? It's the, it is currently law in New Jersey that automotives must be sold by... At a dealership. A, at a dealership. Right. That is New Jersey's reasoning, is that... But the, the law was passed because of this. No, no, they, it, I guess it is a current law. That, that was an existing law? I do believe so, yes. Because we know the one in Texas wasn't. The one in Texas was totally, like, anti-Tesla. That was the whole reason for it, was to keep Tesla from being able to sell their own cars. All right, here we go. This is a representative of the New Jersey government. New Jersey governor will even make it more specific. So Chris Christie's aide. Yes. Yeah. Since Tesla first began operating in New Jersey one year ago, it was made clear that the company would need to engage the legislature on a bill to establish their new direct sales operations under New Jersey law. This administration does not find it appropriate to unilaterally change the way cars are sold in New Jersey without legislation, and Tesla has been aware of this position since the beginning. Tesla could operate in the state by conforming with the current law and selling through dealers or by changing the law or by changing the law so that the automakers can sell directly in the state or by getting special exemption so that they can sell directly but competitors can't. Those are its three options. You either change yourself to follow the law, make a new law or get some sort of special exemption. One of those three. And they have not done any. No. Well, then go do one. They're trying to. And we'll say uh, Tesla is currently not pleased with that. I mean, I'm actually not terribly against... If if that was the existing law in New Jersey... Yes. Right? That was the huge thing. In Texas, this was a law that was passed specifically to limit Tesla. In New Jersey, the law was already there. Yes. It is currently... It was and still is currently law in New Jersey... That cars have to be sold at a dealership. Yes. So, I'm... I disagree with the law, but I totally agree with... Hey, this was already in place. Tesla has to play by the rules. 
I also kind of well, it's, it's the I could see why this law needs to be in place. Really? Yeah. Why does this law have to be in place? Think of it this way: the uh, let's say a brand new country has formed, and I want to sell cars in the new country. I want to sell Ford cars. Okay, so I decide to start up a Ford dealership. So people in this new country start buying Fords. They start buying a lot of Fords. Ford suddenly decides, hey, wait a second, why is there a middleman? Why can't we just set up our own dealership to sell Fords, run by Ford, and then be able to basically cut me out of the system? Because they could undercut me at any cost. Mm. They wouldn't have to pay. I, I would have to. They, they'd be able to undercut me. Like I would not be able to compete against its own company. So then they'd be, they wouldn't have to pay anything for basically to get a foothold. But as soon as there's a foothold, they could come in and basically wipe out the independent dealership. That is, that's the idea of why this law is in place. Is so you're literally protecting the small business owner of a car. Yeah, small business, right? Of the car dealerships. Yeah, that's that's an ironic statement right there. Right, but is that a group that deserves protection? That's the excellent question. So I don't know. I, 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 mm. All right, so here's the question for you. Where does mm-hmm. a car the dealership make money? On repairs. Yes. Right? They don't make that much on, on selling the car. They make no. a shit ton on repairing the car. Yes. Which is kind of funny because there's a lot of things. I'm not sure if I got a Tesla and I took it to an independent dealership or just an independent mechanic, I'm not sure what they could actually fix on the car. I don't think they could fix much. I did see a really cool article that says Tesla's uh, basically, if they can, will self-repair. Well, yeah, because most 90% of that car is electronics. You have a battery, you have an electric motor. But not even that it's it's electronics, it's that 90% of the car is software. True. Like, it's... You have like it's you have a battery. You have an electric motor at each wheel. That's pretty much it. The rest of it is basically just window dressing from that point on. It's mm-hmm. how you control the battery and the electric coordination between the two of them. Yes, there are some independent car parts still in there, so I could prob- probably go to an independent mechanic and get the brake pads replaced, maybe get the rotors replaced. But beyond that, there's there's no oil to change. There's no air filter to change. Because there's no engine. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of things there that normally are standard repairs for automobiles that are not non-existent in an entirely electric car. So unless there are independent electric car mechanics that start popping up, you will have to take it to a quote-unquote Tesla dealership to get it repaired. If they cannot, you know, just remotely download whatever they need to. I think that's the idea, though, is that they, they would remotely download whatever they could. Which I could, yeah. So anyway, Elon Musk, the CEO of Tesla, has actually come out and made a statement about this. Did you see what the statement said, Andy? Uh, no, what did he say about this? I don't know, because I didn't have that window open. <laughs> he said something. What what did he say? I'm looking. I'm seeing if I can find it. To the people of New Jersey from Elon Musk. Uh, he said a lot. It's a pretty big post, isn't it? Mm-hmm. He accuses the Governor Christie of making a backroom deal with the state's auto dealers to prevent the electric car maker from keeping its own sales centers open in the Garden State. Service centers will not be affected. Stores will transition from being galleries into basically maintenance shops. Well, that's a lot of tax dollars that New Jersey is now losing. Is it? Well, I don't know how many people. Teslas are expensive right now. Yeah. So what's the sales tax percentage in New Jersey? Probably high. Let's see, New Jersey sales tax rate, 7%. So not too bad. No. Not like New York City's 12% oh. or whatever. Yeah. I, I really don't think that the financing had anything to do with it. Probably not. It's just, well, I'm just thinking the dealerships are pretty, dealerships like to advertise. Yes. Because that's what brings in the business. So my guess is the dealerships are probably giving some money to politicians. Oh, probably a lot of money. Probably. So I, it's hard to try and fit the Tesla in to the standard operating system, just like popcorn 
kind does not fit into the standard movie distribution system. Yep. And I mean, they might not be the right systems either, but at least they're opening the, the they're tearing away the cloth so that you can see that there's a problem with the system. Yes. And that should be done because otherwise, how do you improve the system? Very true. Okay. What other topics do we have? Um, there's a new valve controller out. It's, I mean, it's not out. No. But right? it's still very much in beta or yes. alpha. But the, the <coughs> excuse me, you are excused. The latest version of the controller is a bit different. No screen, no touchscreen, which I thought was the, like the big hey, it's going to be a touchscreen, so you don't have to worry about mapping these things out to this, that, the other thing. It's now just literally looking like any other things with four buttons and a four direction pad, basically. So an Xbox controller. Yes, it looks like an Xbox controller, just different because it has the weird owl eyes. Okay. So I'm just like that's. It seems like they came up with this grand plan. And then now they're slowly just starting to scale things back. Because before it was just like they had the four big buttons. And now now they're just cutting back even more. Yes. (laughs) I, you know, but there's, there's a difference between cutting back and being effective. True. And making a controller that people can use. Because remember, when we saw that first controller, what was what was your reaction, Andy? Do you recall? It looked like it was extremely hard to handle. Right. And it looked just kind of ridiculous. And we yeah. both said, like, well, that's an interesting choice. Very true. So I'm okay with, with trusting that the company has looked at that and said, you know what? The touchscreen really wasn't working out. Which we do can say they have sent out, what, 350 of these things out to actual people for them to use. So maybe this was the feedback was people are not really using those upper things there. And they actually requested, you know, a more familiar control scheme. Could be. So that's what's going on there. So speaking of familiar controls. Yes. Nintendo basically has had two things, right? You've had the Wii and you had yes. the 3DS, right? Yes. So basically you had the, the Nintendo console and Nintendo handheld. It's always been that way forever and ever. Yes. Except for the Virtual Boy because that was an odd one. Well, well, I mean, that was their mobile console. So Nintendo wants to start up a third platform. What? Yes. Where? I'm not sure. Like, where does that fit into the Nintendo set? Well, what the Nintendo CEO said was, what Nintendo will try to achieve in the next 10 years is a platform business that improves people's quality of life in enjoyable ways. What? The aim is to create a platform that is not a video game machine first and foremost, but one that's entirely focused around these quote-unquote quality of life apps, i.e. Wii Fit and Brain Age. So, a fitness tracker? Like, you know, everybody else is doing right now? What? Nintendo, why? It's planning on releasing this new device somewhere in the fiscal year that begins in April 25th and ends in... So, somewhere in the 2015 fiscal year. So, April to March. seems like a bad idea, Nintendo. It is a non-wearable device, though. This even seems like a worse idea, Nintendo. So, they want to... your Nintendo scale. What? Which was what? The Wii Balance Pad. Right. So, they want to take the Balance Pad and make it its own... I can't even call it a video game platform because they say it's not going to be a video game platform. It's going to be something else. It's going to be a health platform. I, I, I don't know. Especially what? since it's non-wearable, which is the way everybody else is going with the wearable wrist things or the wearable... The watches wrist, and the, the watches. wrist things. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Nintendo. Oh, Nintendo. Why? I don't know. Oh, no, 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 Nintendo, no. You are a silly, silly thing, Nintendo. I, I got nothing, Andy. Yeah, I know. this. It seems 
out there. Granted, when the Wii was first announced, that seemed a bit out there. And it was very successful. Yes. Granted, the Wii U also seemed a little out there and was less successful. So I... This is going to be an odd one. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't think they know what they're going to do. No idea, but they're going to... Uh... They're going to try and do it. Yep. One way or another. So hopefully... They're going to... Hmm, if they release it somewhere... They're probably going to be the 2015 E3 is when they're going to announce this, is my guess. Well, they'll probably demo it at 2014 E3. Maybe. Maybe this will be a first... Because they, ju- they announced it saying, hey, this is going to be the plan. And it's well, going to be released in this time frame. So, so let, let's let's step back. They needed to announce something. Yes, they needed to announce something. Yes, yes, they did. Because that they announced the Wii U, and they're like, ha-ha! And everybody went, uh, pfft. He's like, hey, look at this. And everyone else was like, uh, what? What am I looking at? This is, this is not Nintendo. What? Everybody said no. So now Nintendo needs something else, and now they've decided to go, and now time for something completely different. <laughs> I, I somehow doubt that Mon- uh, it's somehow, possible. What? It's possible that they made a Monty Python reference that they, they said, like, and now for something completely different. But I doubt it. Now, I doubt they did a Monty Python reference. But still, this is going to be something completely different. Is it? I, I don't know. It could be. I mean, Nintendo is, is known for innovating. Yes. It would be awesome if it is. But will it? I don't know. Nope. No one knows. So, yeah, keep your eye out for <laughs> something. Something. Maybe. So, something is going to happen. We're not sure what or when. Tom Daschle, what? But something's going to happen. There will be a terrorist attack at some point. No, no. Just no. Uh, another quick note. So Titanfall came out. Yes. Very successful. Um, And since it was on both the PC and the Xbox One, people were finally able to do this as a comparison of Xbox One versus PC. Yeah. No surprise. PC wins. Yeah. Because the <laughs> Xbox One is a neutered PC. Yeah. Especially yeah. since the Titanfall on the Xbox One operates at 408 by 792 resolution. What? And even at that, yeah, 792, it's an odd resolution. It's a very odd resolution. But not only that, yeah, sometimes it keeps... It can't keep up with 60 frames per second. I mean, granted, a lot of computers can't keep up with that either. True. So, but still. What? <laughs> yeah, 792, that's a what? So yeah, no surprise. You can get a higher quality machine. Than an Xbox. What should be funny is if you, what they really need to do is actually build a computer for the same price as you would get for an Xbox. Well, but with the computer, I can do so much more. I know. But still, just try. So even if really... it's the same price, like I can get so much more out of it. True. But still, I think that would be a more square comparison is if you get a computer for the same price as an Xbox, how well does that compare? True, because like my $10,000 computer could definitely outperform an Xbox. Yes. But what about my $500 computer? Yes, that is would be a better comparison. If you built a $500 gaming rig, how well does that compare to Xbox One? So but yeah, no surprise. That's that was that's an odd resolution. Why would you do that? Why? Don't know, Andy. Seven ninety two. Yeah, sounds familiar from something. I don't know what though. But doesn't it? It's so strange. So strange. When did William Shatner come on? <laughs> um, Firefox is dropping their support for Windows eight because they said there's not enough adoption. Wow! Wow! Way to go, Mozilla. It's says it simply does not have the resources nor the scale of its competitors, and it has to pick its battles. And so it's saying, Windows 8, we're done. Not even going to see the light of day. Firefox has not seen more than 1,000 active daily users on Windows 8 with Firefox. Damn. That hurts, man. That that just hurts. Yeah. Damn. Oh, poor Microsoft. They are getting their asses beat on Windows 8. It totally is the new Vista. Yeah, which I can't wait till they announce something with Windows 9. Well, part of the problem with Windows 8 was they announced it so soon after Windows 7. Yeah. They're like, hey, look, shiny, new, and broken. 
And now for something completely different. Metro UI. What? what? Look, everything is squares. But what? Right. What else do we have on the list here? Um, there's a curling topic on here that I actually did not post. Let me just say that. Wait, but I didn't post it either. I know. Who posted that? Somebody else did. Someone. Was it? You, you yeah. know, I, I can. Yeah. Hover I over. posted it. I, okay. My hover over in Firefox is broken for some odd reason. I haven't been able to fix it. Okay. It's the Smarter Everyday episode on curling. Yes. yes. Which he explains probably, I'm guessing, the Canadian talk about melting ice and the, uh, was it Scotland's? No, it was uh, Norway's. Or is it Swedish? Somebody I, Scandinavian. Oh, so not Finland. To, no. I think it was Sweden who also did this talk about the uh, granite rocks doing micro scratch on the ice. Okay. Those are the two competing things of why does a curling rock curl the way it does? Because okay. physics, if you do stuff normally, it would actually supposed to, it's supposed to spin the other way. Ah, okay. Yeah. So if you got 10 minutes, probably watch that and I'm guessing that's what he talks about. I haven't watched it, so I don't uh, know. My guess is it's, he's talking about those two papers because those recently came out and they're still kind of slightly competing theories on why it works. Okay. Uh, what else do we got here? Oh yeah, the U.S. Commerce Department is dropping their oversight of ICANN. That seems bad. Why? Uh, like, is it? I I don't know. It feels like it's it's kind of nice being the ones in charge of it, but, but maybe it's better to let it go and be independent. That's what I'm thinking. Granted, a lot of other countries have kind of complained that. Wait, this is supposed why to be- is why is the U.S. in charge of the World Wide Web? Yeah. Well, because we developed it first. <laughs> go make your own. No? Yeah, no, I could not see that. Granted, most of the countries just, you know, block certain web pages. Yeah. So they do technically have their own internet then because you can only access certain parts of it. I actually read a story that Comcast is blocking some stuff automatically through their DNS server. What are they blocking? I'm not exactly sure. I, did, I just glanced at this one, but then it was a Comcast thing and I didn't want to talk about Comcast. Okay. So, I can understand not wanting to talk about yeah. Comcast. So what Target ignored signs of intrusion? Yeah, you know that, that really famous Target fiasco? Yeah. Turns out they knew about it a week beforehand. Oh. They knew that there was malware moving through their system. Based on their interpretation and evaluation of activity, the team determined that it did not warrant immediate follow-up. Hey guys, someone's playing around with our system. Is that important? Nah. Right. Like, what? (laughs) What? All right, so I think that's everything. So we should move on to random review. Sure. What are you going to review, Dave? The Steam Family Share Plan thing. Ah, yes. Family Sharing. Family library sharing is what it's officially called. Family library sharing, which is also to say letting your friends play your games. Yes, even though they're not part of your family. Right. So the idea is, let me get this straight, I can let five other people access my Steam library and play my games without actually having to pay. Is that right? Yeah, basically. But there there are other steps involved. Oh. Right? It's not like, hey, all of a sudden I can play all of Andy's library whenever, wherever. Okay. So first off, if Andy is playing Andy's library, I can't. Okay. In fact, if anyone is currently playing in Andy's library, I can't. So I could have five people who have access, but only one at a time and I get priority. Yep. Okay. Only one person at any given time. Um, beyond that, the idea is that this is all supposed to be for a family where everyone is at home sharing a computer. So you can only share with other accounts on that computer. Ah, so I could easily set up Kate and I, no problem. Yep. Because I would just go to her computer, sign on under my account, and say, yes, I'd like to share. Right. Okay. Whereas you doing it with me, for instance, if I wanted to let you play my games, I'd have to be at your computer so that I could sign in. That's a little more difficult. It is not the easiest thing or the most convenient. 
Because you are a literally a giant lake away. Uh, yeah, I'm about 250 miles away. And there's a lot of water in between. There are, however, internet cables between us. Yes. So that works. So that whole remote into yep. a computer. Yep. Sign into my Steam account and say, yes, I am actually here. I, I swear I'm actually in Kalamazoo. I promise. No? Okay. Well, too bad. <laughs> um. So what do you think of it, Andy? I had something in my mouth. What did you think of it, Andy? I thought it was interesting, especially since you and I and Brendan... Have very not... different tastes in games. Yes. Yes, we do. This is something are... I've noticed. <laughs> there, Yeah, there are some overlaps, which is good. So some of the games that I was just like, oh yeah, I meant to, you know, get that game at some point. Let me see if it's actually any good. And so I tried out some of the games that I have not played before. Now, is it also, you know, kind of annoying when, you know, you're in the middle of something, then Dave decides, hey, I actually want to play a game. And then I have then five... I... I have five minutes to, to save get to whatever. a save point yeah and get off yeah did that happen to you though yes yes it did really yes <laughs> where i got on the computer i'm like i'm gonna play a game yes i was playing on your account uh puzzle quest 2 oh because i had enjoyed the first puzzle quest and i thought hey let me try puzzle quest 2 it's like you're about to get kicked off yeah it literally said dave is now playing a game Oops. I, it's like you, you should hurry up and save your game and quit. You, you could have messaged me and been like, hey, can can you hold off for a little bit? Well, um, I think everybody was getting on to play Civ. Yes, probably. So. In which case you should have just played with us. Also true. Yep. So I, I like it. It's, I feel like this is a good step for them to actually start to, you know, have being able for people to, you know, buy and sell copies of games, as in used games from one person to the other, because it's basically not really selling games. We're still borrowing from one person to another. But I enjoy it. It's interesting. Granted, I got to have, you know, I got, you got to pick your friends well. Because you can only have so many. Yes. You can only have five. So you, you pick wisely. Yes. Okay. So I like it. Do you like it? I think it was fun. I like the fact that it's there. I like that I can uh, get to your library and, and start messing around. What have you installed for my library and played, though? I'm curious. I haven't, because uh, I just deauthorized it, because for some reason you disappeared from my list a long time ago. Yeah, I'm not sure. I do have Brendan's library, though. Yeah, I still have Brendan's library as well, but not yours. Very Brendan strange. has so much episodic content. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, if you if you got friends on Steam and friends in real life and friends in real life, this is definitely good stuff to do. Yeah, I should get my boss into this. Oh God, how many games does he have? I'm not exactly sure, and I know he's definitely not into my wheelhouse of games, so it might be interesting to see what he has. I'll have to ask him when I see him tomorrow. Okay, you do that. I will do. So yeah, random review, family library sharing, thumbs up from both of us, especially since now that it's out of beta and anybody can do it. Find that one friend who you know has bought a lot of Steam games and doesn't get online very often. <laughs> <laughs> so that you can play their games. Yes. Nice. Very nice. Be a nice freeloader like you should. Yep. All right. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. If someone were to write a biography on you about your current past, what event would they highlight as your crowning achievement? And a side note, Hans, you put the wrong right. What? Oh, did he use R-I-G-H-T? Yes. For W-R-I-T-E? Yes. I've started correcting his spelling again when I talk to him. Because otherwise, how will he learn? <laughs> well, I just fixed it in the random topic. So there we go. Okay. So I was reading it, and in my head it sounded right, but I'm looking at it and going, that's wrong. That's very wrong. Yeah. Okay, so if someone were to write a biography about you, uh, about your current past, what event would they highlight as your crowning achievement? My crowning achievement so far, hmm, 
I think would have to be convincing the University of Michigan to give me six credits over the period of about 10 weeks on an independent study. What was your independent study? Remember Lentu? Yes. That. Wait, you got college credit for that? Yep. I didn't just get college credit, Andy. I got six credits. The question becomes, how much did you have to pay for those six credits? Full price. You had to pay full? Full U of M credit hour price. Yep. For a six credit course. For Lend2. Yep. So the question now becomes, Dave, how much did you spend on Lend2? A lot of money. And you're saying that's your crowning achievement is... Well, Andy, because I would have needed those credits anyway. So... This wasn't just like, ah, I'm just going to do this for fun. I actually needed those specific six credits. And instead of taking a college level course... Which would have been a waste of everyone's time, as well as would have taken me an additional, like, year and a half. You somehow convinced them yep. that Lend2 was... Yep. Whatever happened to that, by the way? We're actually thinking of rebooting it. Really? Yep. Hmm. So what's your crowning achievement, besides marrying Kate? Damn. <laughs> Took the words outside of my mouth. Damn it. Alright, hold on, let me think of something now. Something else besides marrying your wife. Hmm. Kate's trying to go down that path anyway. I'm trying to think of something else that's not marriage related. I do have to say, I was quite pleased with myself. When I first got the Mercedes, I took it to some of the, well, I took it to A, to the dealership and B, to an independent mechanic and asked them, hey, can you guys give it a look over and tell me what needs to be done? Yeah. Which what needed to be done was basically replace the entire braking system of that car. Okay. So we're talking master cylinder, brake booster, all the pads, all the rotors, all the calipers. We're talking literally like everything yeah. minus the tubing did this on your own yes like you you did all the breaks and the changes and the replacements i did the entire thing from top to bottom on my own okay which saved me hundreds if not like a thousand bucks on this thing just by doing it myself and not only that is i got the knowledge behind it of hey i can actually probably do some more of these heavy lifting car things on my own not depending on dealerships and and service areas yeah some of those things it was like before yes i can change the oil on my own I can replace the air filter on my own. Some of the small, simple stuff there. But this one was like heavy duty. If I do this wrong, my car will not stop. <laughs> yes, that is that is true. So I should probably get this run. right. It's not that the car won't run. It's that the car would not stop. Yes, and that would be a safety hazard. <laughs> really? I know. Surprise. A car not stopping is a safety issue? I know. Crazy. Who would have thought? Not me. So yeah, so it was one of those things where it's like, hey, I can actually do some of these things on my own. Wow. That's crazy. Eye-opening. Yeah. Eye-opening experience for Andy. Not only that, it also gave, gave me some more avenues to finding car parts and the such. Ooh. Because trying to, you know, buy a vacuum booster for a 1980s Mercedes-Benz, it was, I think, like 500-something if I wanted to buy it from any sort of, like, the AutoZone or O'Reilly's or from Mercedes. So I found out the idea of being able to go to, like, a pull-your-own part and actually go out there with my toolbox and pull my own vacuum booster off there. Nice. Very impressive, Andy. Very impressive. Oh, and breaking news, U of M lost the uh, big... That's too bad. What's what funny, though, is the fact that Western um, won the basketball tournament. So Western Michigan is now in the NCAA tournament as a automatic bid. For what? U of M is not. My guess well, is U of M is getting in, Andy. Yeah, U of M is going to get in because they're a top 25 team from one oh, of the big... four of the Big Ten fi- uh, 
the, the Big Ten teams that were in that Big Ten tournament that got to the final two rounds are all going to be in it. Don't yeah. kid yourself. No, no. But, Wisconsin, yeah. Michigan State, Ohio State, and University of Michigan are all going to be in the tournament. But they're not a guaranteed spot. Well, Michigan State is. Well, yeah, Michigan State, yes, is. Nobody else is. Yeah, well, but, with, uh, yeah, with 64 right. teams going into it, all four of them are going in. And with any luck, all four of them will be in different uh, regions. Hopefully, yes. Because that would be awesome just to see any one person's bracket. Not even if it's actually going to happen, but just to see someone's bracket with the final four being Big Ten teams. That would be interesting. I'd like to see a Michigan State rematch for the national championship. That would be awesome. So yeah, so sorry about that. That was just breaking news. Um, So yeah, my my random topic answer is being able to have that aha moment of... I can actually do car repair. I can actually do this shit. Whoa. I'd like to put in that the the tie for first place on mine, for like my crowning achievement. Yes. Starting the robotics program at the high school and taking care of those kids. Have you been following along with any of that anymore or no? Nope. I came, I created. I I came, I saw, I spent 100 hours a week, and I said, bump that. (laughs) But still, to this day, one of my most prized possessions is the autographed picture from all of the kids. Rock and roll, man. Yeah, like that was, that's very meaningful to me and very special. Well, rock on. All right. We good? All right. Yeah, I think we're good. We good. We out of here. That a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Thank you.